We've all gone through things to make us believe that we can't accomplish our dreams or we're unworthy of these huge accomplishments we've thought of. It's almost like beat down after beat down and disappointment after disappointment. But I'm here to tell you, I can coach you to believe you can do anything you put your mind to but fail. (laughs) My friends, I am Ty Wonder, your host, positive mind hacker, fitness master trainer, glow up and empowerment coach, holistic wellness practitioner, and entertainment personality. I've had some amazing wins. I've done things I've only dreamed were possible, (laughs) but I've also had some lower than low moments too. You know what? It's part of the life cycle though. But let me give you the tea of how you can get through all these things and how they work together for you and not against you. So grab your tea or whatever you prefer to sip on, get cozy so you can lean in, and let's have some real tea talk. Well, hello, my friends. I hope this episode of Tea Talk with Ty finds you in great health, great spirits, and I'm so excited to be back with you this week on this brand new series and this very, very, very important and crucial topic for all of you gold diggers out there. So May, if you're not a, if you're not aware, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, mental health is something that is so prominent in my life people most people have no idea unless they like truly truly know me on a deeper level so let's get into it so before we get into the nitty-gritty I just want to tell you that I am drinking tea today I am drinking um the slim Vitacup uh blend and I have a little bit of orange immunity from um Oh gosh, skinny syrups. And I found, y'all, I'm have a picture of it. I found a mug that says gold digger. When I saw it, I said, oh my God, I need that right now. I don't care how much it is. Well, thankfully it wasn't more than $16, but it it, it was a buy. Um, so shout out to, I think it's called Urban, Urban Girl in Winston-Salem. Uh, just walking by and happened to look inside and see all this dope pink girly stuff and went ooh 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 yeah anyway so let me take a sip let's get into it mental health first of all when we say the word mental health there's such a terrible stigma about what mental health means i think a lot of people hear the the term mental health and they think of somebody being completely psychotic meaning that they're killing people um, injuring people, hurting themselves. That is not always the case. That is severe mental health issues. Um, depression, anxiety, and PTSD all fall within that mental health spectrum that more people deal with it than we realize, but we don't talk about it nearly as much. Well, they don't. I do. We go talk about it. So let's talk about how depression has been too close to my best friend for a long time. Okay. Um, And I I promise the, I I never come into anything with the intentions of being anything about me, but I've learned over the years that my story um, 
inspires people because they realize, hey, I'm not just talking the talk. I've been where you've been and I've had to grow there. And that's where I've come up with this from. So if you're new to the show, you're new to me, um, you know, I, I served in the world the world's finest organization, the United States Marine Corps, Uran Semper Fi. <laughs> I served in the Marine Corps from 2001 to 2005. My goal when I went into the Marine Corps, honestly, was to break records. I wanted to become the first black uh, female drum major of the Marine Corps because uh, that was not a thing. I still don't think it's happened. We finally had, we did have a female and I actually met her, the first female uh, drum major of the Marine Corps was actually an instructor of mine, um, but I wanted to be the first black one. I wanted to break records being um, a black flutist because we're not very common uh, in the Marine Corps. And I went in with with set expectations and goals of spending 20 years at least of my life breaking records, making music and doing great things for my country. Well, God had other plans and that's cool. Um, so while I was a young, I think I was 19, I went in at 17, uh, while I was a young 19 year old, uh, serving at second Marine division over in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, the armpit of the Marine Corps, <laughs> um, I had a terrible injury, um, where my head bounced off the ground basically several times. And because of that, they they suspected that was the onset of an, a medical condition they diagnosed me with called fibromyalgia. Now, if you're not familiar with fibromyalgia, it's one of those stupid conditions that there's no cure for. Um, they really just came out with drugs for it in the last few years. Uh, they still really don't understand it because it's one of those things that you're always in pain. You don't know why. It's not like, oh, I stumped my toe, now my foot hurts. It's like, oh my God, my everything hurts and I don't know why. Um, it's waking up feeling like you've been ran over by a, a Mack truck and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, it causes severe fatigue. It causes all over pain. Um, it causes uh, what we call fibro fog where you forget things, which is the reason why <laughs> people who know me know I always have eight calendars all over everywhere and dings to remind me where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> it causes a lot of other quirky issues. Um, and there are some people that um, fibromyalgia is very, de very uh, debilitating to them. Um, it was like that for me at one point. And then I, I realized that, you know, I was going to do what the hell I wanted to do and wasn't no condition going to stop me from living my best life. Um, which is really how I came into the fitness industry, trying to find an answer because the only thing they kept telling me was, well, we can up your dose in medication. And the medication made me feel like a terrible person. And matter of fact, my ex-husband was like, I don't know what they gave you, but either you need to get off of it or you need to move because this is terrible. <laughs> and like, just did not make me a nice person. Um, and the only thing they would tell me was at the time, Hey, we can up your dose and you know, you can exercise. So, Hey, upping my dose at some point was, was, it was, it was non-negotiable. I decided to try exercise, had no idea that it would become a career and a love and a passion. And one of the reasons why fitness has been such a passion for me over the last decade is because I truly realized the power of transforming my 
my mind by transforming my body. Uh, it's helped me to manage the chronic pain that I have to deal with. Now, one of the issues with fibromyalgia is that it causes depression for obvious reasons. I was a 19 year old who was an active duty Marine. I love to run. I love to just get up and go and do things that I wanted to do when I felt like doing them once. Um, well, it took a minute to get the diagnosis, but, um, once fibromyalgia start coming into play, that get up and go was gone. Um, being able to run was an easy heck to the no, 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 it's not happening. Um, the person that liked to be very active was shut down. And that was very difficult for me to deal with one as a 19 year old female, two as an active duty Marine and three as a very stubborn, headstrong person. (laughs) It is not in my DNA to quit or not do things that I want to do when I want to do them. (laughs) So after I was discharged out of the Marine Corps, I now had this realization that everything that I worked for since I was 16, when I decided to go into the Marine Corps, now it's gone and I can't do it. Now, what do I do? My entire life since I had been seven years old was, or I'm sorry, six years old was playing the flute. That's all I knew. That was my goal. That was my life. That was my everything. That was my dream. So now here I am 20 years old, fresh out of the Marine Corps, newlywed, trying to figure out, okay, so I can't play the flute anymore for a paycheck. So now what the heck am I supposed to do? My body is not, you know, it's not going to behave. So I'm limited in my career choices. What am I supposed to do? I'm too young to really get disability. Um, too young to, retire per se. So what do I do? I, my friends was in a very deep depression. Um, after April, 2005, when I got out of the Marine Corps, April 15th, 2005, actually, I was in a severe depression. Um, and this was the first time that I honestly started to realize that it, it was depression and it had a name. I still did not know how to fix it, but I was doing a lot of self-sabotaging behavior, not eating right, not eating at all, um, being careless with certain things like, hey, if I take, you know, if I take this medication and it interacts with this one, then I don't care. Maybe I won't wake up. I don't know. Um, I had no drive to do anything. And it was a very, very dark time at that at that time. Fast forward to um, several years later, life had happened. Um, At this point, I had started to figure out that I was doing very well with the federal government, moved on, I was working in Washington, I was making great money, I was doing my thing. And then here comes all of these marital issues um, that was so severe when I was pregnant with my daughter that I had she was my only will to live at that point. Um, I found out some very devastating news, um, personally and professionally all in a matter of two hours. And I remember my pastor, um, Kevin Miffill, if you remember the solidarity series, he was the one that took us out. Um, I remember him saying to me, he's like, I, I just, 
I, your strength, I can't, like, I can't comprehend how you're so calm right now. And the only thing that kept me calm was my daughter in my belly. And at this point I was like eight months pregnant. Still at this point, I'm realizing that I'm dealing with, I'm, I'm packing depression on top of other issues, but I'm still not dealing with them yet. Um, lots of unresolved trauma from, um, being raped and molested as a kid to being raped and molested as, um, the day before I went to boot camp, um, on top of just other life trauma that people go through. And so now I'm adding these marital, marital issues on top of it, and I'm still not addressing this depression. Um, fast forward to now I'm in my thirties <laughs> and now I'm divorced and now I'm learning how to date. And that's traumatic in itself for me. I don't know why I have the strangest dating experiences, but it is what it is. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, I find myself in this abusive relationship and I honestly did not see anything wrong with it at the time. I knew that something wasn't right, but I felt like that was what I deserved. And even though I remember one of my best friends um, since middle school, shout out to my homeboy, Mark, he said, um, I called him in the middle of the night after my ex and I had had a, a fight. And I remember I had these cuts on my fingers and I sent him a picture and he said, Ty, don't you take your blank back in that relationship. I didn't listen. I went back to that relationship and stayed there for probably almost a, a year after that. And, um, that was traumatic in itself. Anyone who's been through a, um, abusive relationship of any kind can tell you, can tell you that it, it takes an emotional, physical, and mental toll on you. And during all of this time, I, at some point, I had mentioned it to the VA, so I was taking an antidepressant. By the time I got into the abusive relationship, they had upped my dose like two or three times. And um, I'm still not connecting the dots that, hey, you have all this unresolved trauma. And now you're adding to it with this relationship you have no business being in. And of course, at this time, no one really knew what was happening with me because I was very quiet about it. Um, and I realized when I finally got out of, of it after a very uh, traumatic experience, and I, I will never forget all the days of my life um, praying for God to just let me live and get out of this moment. And I will never be, I will never put myself in a situation again. Cause all I kept thinking about was my daughter that I would never see her again over some stupid. Cause at the time the abusive ex and I, we had broken up, but we were still living together. Technicality. It was terrible. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so after that, uh, incident, I was literally in shock for a good 48 hours. And I realized going through shock and going to, um, the courthouse in Richmond County, talking to the judge. I remember the judge 
looking in my eyes like, girl, you're not right. Um, the police officer that came over to take the report, she said to me, she said, Ms. Van Buren, how many times have we been here? You need to think about your daughter. You need to think about what could happen to your daughter if you continue in this relationship. And I could tell after I got the report and went to the courthouse, the judge looked at me and I could tell she was thinking she could see my pain and my hurt. I could just tell, you know how you could, you could just look at someone until they can see what you don't want them to see. And, um, she told me to call a local domestic violence shelter. And I did to get some therapy for myself and my daughter. It was there, um, that I realized how much unresolved trauma I've had in my life and how not really dealing with that trauma put me, allowed me to be in that situation that was unhealthy for me um, and feel like that was what I deserved because I felt like I couldn't do any better but being in this this very volatile relationship that was not healthy for me. And it was there that I really started to put the pieces of the puzzle together of how I had been going through depression since I was at least 19 years old, but I had become a master of pushing it to the side to where no one really knew what was happening. No one knew when I said, eh, I don't, I don't want to come over. I'm just going to sit at home by myself that I was depressed. They didn't know when I would, now I'll still play the Sims, but I do it. I don't do it this way anymore. But when I was sitting and play the Sims for 10 hours, was that was my way of coping with depression. When I wouldn't answer the phone, it was because I was depressed. When I wouldn't eat, it was because I was depressed. Um, when I wouldn't, I wouldn't clean my face. I wouldn't brush my teeth. It was, it was small things like that that you don't even realize causes part of or is a a product of you dealing with depression. And I realized, um, I have been walking around with this for so many years and it had stopped. It had literally stunned my growth in many different ways. Um, and that's really what I wanted to talk about on this episode. But of course, like I said, I'm going to give you the real talk. I'm going to give you the real tea. And part of that means me being open and transparent with you with why I know what I know and why I'm saying what I'm saying. So one of the things, here's some of the things that I realized with dealing with that unresolved trauma, um, going through years of therapy after dealing with that domestic violence situation and um, having PTSD and anxiety from it. I realized that even after that and coming through that and getting in a better place, it was still lingering a little bit. And I've really, in the last three months or so, I've really sat back and realized what my triggers are and how to recognize my behavior and how, most importantly, how it affects me as a gold digger. So let me tell you a few things. One of the things that I realized about depression is that it created procrastination, severe procrastination. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, I can wash the dishes today. 
Ah, wait, I'll do it tomorrow. No, it's like this project is due in three weeks. I'm going to wait until a day before it's done, before it has to get done, before I do anything with it. Um, and with that procrastination would bring anxiety. So it would be like I'm sitting around anxiety with anxiety for two weeks and still not doing anything to this project that's due <laughs> until 48 hours before I have to have a complete project. Um, I realized that walking into depression and not dealing with it, there's a lot of suppressed memories. There's a lot of things that I can't remember. There's a lot of things that I would have done differently um, if I wasn't dealing with it. And a lot of that is because when you're dealing with depression, you're not nearly as present as you could be. If you can think about it, if you dealt with depression, you can think about a time where someone was talking and you really didn't hear them. Like it was like you were there, but you're not there. And I realized that looking back at especially a lot of the times where I was severely depressed, that's how my life was. I was there, but I wasn't really there. I was physically present, but everything else was kind of in la la land a little bit. And that wasn't a good thing. Another issue that I really discovered that hurt it, that truly, truly damaged me as a gold digger with depression. And y'all, this is the reason why I made this episode, because I realized this about two months ago and it broke me into tears, is that when you're dealing with depression and you're depressed, you have great ideas, but you have poor or no execution. You would not believe the things that I have been sitting on for years that I had no idea how to execute. Well, I did have an idea of how to execute, but (laughs) I wasn't doing it because I was depressed and didn't truly realize the full spectrum of depression. When you're depressed, it's hard to find that motivation to get up and do certain things. So... There were a lot of things that I've been sitting on for years because I've been depressed and being depressed about it makes me very anxious about it. And then I beat myself up and then here we are in the same cycle. Does that sound familiar? Do you have things you've been sitting on like they're ready to go? They're ready to go. But it's like, eh, I'm scared. And, you know, sometimes it could be fear, but sometimes it could also be depression. I want you to think about that for a second. So I've told you my story, my, my life cycle with depression, which has been here at least since I was 17 years old. Um, and I'm now 37. So 20 years of dealing with depression. Um, really, I'm just getting to the place to where I'm really understanding what happens to me when I'm dealing with depression. I realize that I, I, I hide from everybody. I don't post on social media. I don't work unless I have to. Um, I'm not the smiley, happy go lucky. You might see a glimmer here and there, but otherwise it's just completely gone. My dog wants a shout out again. He did this last week. (laughs) So, What are the solutions to deal with depression? Let me start by saying that I love God. (laughs) I love Jesus. But it takes more than prayer. 
If I could have prayed my way out of depression, I would have done it over a decade ago. It takes more than prayer. It takes action. Because the Bible even tells us faith without works is dead. So we can say, you know, God heal us from depression. God take this depression away from me. If we are not actively doing anything to get out of that place, we're going to stay there. So what what are the solutions outside of prayer? Therapy is number one. I am quick to be on someone's couch, uh, chair, futon, online, whatever. It doesn't even matter. I realize more and more every day that sometimes therapy is so important to help you really understand where certain things come from and the root of certain things. I just finished an amazing um, therapy group for military sexual trauma through the VA. And there were so many things that I had never realized um, about me and depression because of this unresolved trauma. It really just like that last piece of the light bulb just went off. Um, so had I not gone through that therapy, there was so much that I wouldn't have realized. Exercise is another one. Exercise is great because exercise isn't always about getting a six pack or losing weight. Exercise is about discipline. And when you can discipline your mind to say, hey, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes, even though I don't feel like it. Probably because you release those feel good endorphins, as we call it in a fitness world. It it makes you think clearer. I think so much clearer after a run. For me, it's it's running because I'm not teaching anybody. I'm not thinking about moving too fast or the weights, you know, the the movement with the weights. I'm just running. I'll run in my kangaroo jumps. I can't run in regular sneakers anymore thanks to fibromyalgia. But thanks to kangaroo jumps, I can can run a little bit. Or skating. Skating is fun too. Um, So exercise is that for me. Exercise helps me to think clearer um, and to see things a little bit more objectively. Okay. Um, another solution is holistic remedies. Now, I'm not at all saying that medication doesn't help. Medication could very well help. I am so thankful for uh, Western medicine, excuse me, for a moment when the depression was extremely severe. However, as a holistic health coach, I cannot solely rely on um, pharmaceutical drugs. It's just not my cup of tea. And it's no judgment if what what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. That's cool. But I will tell you that holistic remedies can also help a lot. Um, having vitamin deficiencies can mimic symptoms of depression. So if you're low in your B vitamins, your D vitamins, or you're anemic and you're low in iron, it can mimic a lot of those issue, issues um, with depression. So... If you're depressed and you have these deficiencies, it makes it 40 times worse. Ask me how I know because I had all of those deficiencies (laughs) and depression on top of it. Um, And with holistic remedies, of course, now outside of vitamins, there's been so much research on the effects of of hemp and CBD 
um, cannabis if that's your if that's your thing. Um, but either way, with the plant altogether, there's been so much amazing research on how it affects the brain and the body. Um, that might be something that's worth looking into to you. Again, hey, no judgment, whichever way you decide to go. Just an option that I know that is out there that I wanted to share with you. And lastly, I want to ask you, what is your why? I want you to really just sit and think of why. What is your motivation to breathe? What is your motivation to see? What is your motivation to feel, to hear? What is your motivation to keep going when when it just seems like the walls are caving in? What what is your motivation there? What is your why? And whatever that is, that is your why. I'm going to share with you two of mine. Number one, of course, my kid. <laughs> my sweet darling daughter is the reason that I wake up excited to breathe every single morning, that I can look at the the trees and the birds and the grass, you know, or the rain and, and the blue hues in the sky. And it is, she is always my number one why. I'm not going to cry right now. It's always my number one why. My number two, honestly, is each of you listening to this podcast. I personally refuse to believe that God allowed me to go through all of the trials and tribulations I've gone through to not be able to help someone. So the things that I've gone through should be able to help someone in some way, which is why I'm always big on being transparent and sharing my experiences, because I do believe, hey, I was put here to help somebody. And I remember as a little girl, there was a, there was a singer called Crystal Lewis. Well, she's still out. If you don't know her by name, so Crystal Lewis, I, I was fascinated with her because she was on The Roundhouse, if you remember that show from Nickelodeon. I'm totally telling my age. And she was one of the singers on The Roundhouse. Now, she is a vanilla woman whose voice is out of this world, okay? Like, I mean, I just, I never heard someone who looks like her have a voice like that before. It was a very soulful voice. And... um I guess as she grew up, I remember, I think I was in early high school, she came out with uh, Christian albums, and she has this one song called Beauty for Ashes, and in the song she says, Beauty for Ashes, Strength for Tears, and that song always stuck with me because I felt like God was always going to give me beauty for my ashes. He had to, because otherwise... Why would I have all these ashes? So motivating me every day is knowing that because I'm telling my story, because I have an, an open door, because I'm doing this podcast or because I'm doing this fitness course or whatever I'm doing that is going to help shape someone's life in some way. And that is my other why, which helps me. Deal with those things that we talked about earlier with procrastination, you know, great ideas, poor execution or no execution. It's those things. So, my friends, I really want you to 
sit down and really think about where you are right now and ask yourself, are you really depressed? And be real with yourself and be honest. Be honest. Because it's not easy to admit, hey, you know what? I am going through depression. That doesn't mean you're going to be depressed forever. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. This thing called life has cycles. And sometimes some of these cycles are hard. And we struggle. And there's not a person alive that has had such an easy, incredible life. No, it doesn't happen that way. I'm sure even even Blue Ivy of Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, she saw there she recently had a picture of her sipping with the crown on her head, sipping out of a Grammy. There's gonna be things in her life that's gonna be hard, if it hasn't already. Period. And she's the child of two billionaires. We all have trials and tribulations in this thing called life cycles. What matters is how we get through them, how we show up and be present while we're going through them, how we walk through those doors, and how we extend a hand to help other people. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know you have big dreams, you have big goals, you've got things that you're doing, you are on it. So I'm here to encourage you when you sit down and you realize, hey, I'm going through some type of depression. I strongly encourage you to find what it is that is your motivation and your why and figure out your plan to fix it because somebody needs you. Somebody needs your product. Somebody needs your vision. Somebody needs your fitness program. Somebody needs your movie, your song, your soap your t-shirt they need something whatever is in you whatever is burning in you someone needs that today and they're depending on you to make it and the success of their life could be depending on you to pull through I need you I know they do so with that being said I will have links in the show notes of Uh, mental health experts, how to find them. There's been so many amazing um, mental health resources, especially for the African-American community. Because, you know, in our community, we don't talk about depression much at all. We just go to church and pray. And like I said, prayer, prayer is amazing. Prayer is is, is a blessing, but you have to do more than pray depression away. It does not work that way. Trust me when I tell you I've tried it. (laughs) You can't pray it away. You can't medicate it away. You can't drink it away. You can't sex it away. You can't do anything but deal with it. And it's not pretty. But you can do it. If I can do it, I know you can. So on that note, I'll leave those notes in in the show notes. I hope you enjoy today's episode, which is a little bit longer than normal, but I could not let May end or go too far without addressing mental health and depression, knowing how depression has truly had me on my side as a gold digger. I could be so much further along had I not been so severely depressed, but I refuse. Once I realized that I refuse to continue to let it. So I hope this encourages you, my friends. Oh, no that there's always someone praying for you. There's always someone believing in you. And if you never ever need an ear, 
I'm here for you. Until next time, remember to go be damn great. Bye. Friend, did you enjoy that episode of Tea Talk with Ty? I sure hope so. Thank you so much for listening. Whether this is your first episode or you've been listening since day one, I truly appreciate you. Please don't forget to not only like and subscribe, but also share because someone else may want to glow up just like you. And I appreciate that. So let's be friends. Why are we not friends? Connect with me on all social media platforms at T Talk with Ty. That's just T-Y. And I am Ty Wonder for my personal pages. For more information or to sign up for any of my empowerment coaching or wellness courses, contact me on tywonder.guru. That is www.tywonder.guru. Let's connect. Thanks for listening. Till next time.